and this is episode 54 of the Galactic Dads podcast. This week we're going to talk to you about the latest and greatest from WandaVision. We'll also talk about the Superman movie news that's going around the mill. We'll let John play with his toys and Laser Eric will bring us video game news plus beers of the week and a lot more. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, and welcome back to the Galactic Dads Podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. Of course, that can include bits of dad advice for your daddy issues, comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us is worthy to talk about. I am back again this week. I am B, but of course, I am not alone. I am joined today by uh, Jedi John. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? It's going quite well. I'm excited to... If I'm being honest, not do a Zoom call recording or <laughs> Skype, a virtual. I'm very excited to be back and see you guys in person, which is really hilarious because you're all just on your phones. But there's probably good reason for that, and we'll we'll get to that in just a minute right after we talk to Laser Eric. What's happening, man? Hey, what's going on? I am also happy to not be on a Zoom call for once in my life. It feels good not just staring at a computer screen drinking. Right. Um, because it's just really hard to... <laughs> You know, explain that to your wife. <laughs> All you do is drink in front of your laptop. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> You're talking about WandaVision. I'm working. I swear it's work. But um, anyway, there is some more good news that comes from drinking because while John is on his phone, he's playing with the... the untapped app. The untapped app. As soon as we get that rolling, we get a little music going for you guys. We'll talk about what we're drinking. But before we do that, why don't you tell them about the Untapped app? Yeah, so Untapped is just a great application on your smartphone there. Uh, you get to track all the beers that you've uh, drank, um, places you drank them at, and uh, friends you drank them with. So um, come follow us on there at Galactic Dads. Uh, we just added a couple more to our uh, library of beer, um, which we're going get, to get into right now. How about right now? How about right now? How about it? I'll let you guys lead off with the new stuff, I guess. I mean, I'm just drinking a plain old Budweiser, so maybe I'll lead off with just the my favorite, you know? I really, I mean, you should just, you just let off, so go yep, ahead and go for it. just did it. Yep. Just did. Just, just did. <laughs> just kick the snowball down the <laughs> hill, buddy. No, no problem. <laughs> All right, Laser Eric, what are you sipping, my man? All right, so I grabbed a, I grabbed a one-off out of my fridge on the way out. It's an unfiltered double IPA, 8.5% by volume from Stone Brewing Company. This is the Fear Movie Lions Double IPA. I fear movie lions. Um, this is the first time I've had this beer, and it's it's really good. Um, can definitely tell it's eight and a half. Um, that's for sure. But uh, it's strong. But I, I like the taste of it. It's pretty solid. The flavor is strong with that one. Yep, most definitely. All right. Well, that leaves it to me. Last but not least, I am drinking uh, from Rogue Brewing the Bat Squatch, and it is a hazy India Pale Ale. More tropical citrus kind of notes going on. Uh, it is a 6.7% alcohol by volume with an IBU of 54. Uh, so it's definitely got some flavor to it. But being a hazy India Pale Ale is exactly what I expect. Uh, but it's quite tasty and I recommend. 
Awesome, awesome. That's good. And closes out the beers for the week. It closes them out. Go ahead and uh, check us out on the Untapped app and suggest a few for us. If you haven't seen them on that lengthy list of beers we've got going. <laughs> yeah, where are we at now? Are we at 120? Yeah, right around there. Yeah, something like that. Man, we are really doing work. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. Challenge us to find something else that we haven't drank. Oh, there's still plenty out there, I'm sure. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I'm pretty sure every episode we have at least one unique beer. Or we, we try. have at least for the past year or so, yeah. I've been looking for, uh, whenever you go to the store, I'm like, ah, I could reach for what I want because it's tried and true. I think I'm going to reach for something new, so we've got something for this show. I think I'm going to just subscribe to one of those beer subscription boxes so I can get fresh stuff because, well, now that I'm on um, leave from work. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? New stuff. New stuff to drink. Sounds yeah. like a daddy issue. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, daddy issue of the week. How to kill time on paternity leave with a newborn. <laughs> right now I'm rewatching Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's going well. Spend a lot of time with the Rebels. Yeah. I mean, it's been good. Um, yeah. I mean, I uh, haven't quite. I mean, today's technically day one of leave. So um, this week's going to be fun. We got to break him of sleeping on our chests. Yeah. That's the that's the real trick, especially when they're newborn. You just kind of do whatever you can do to get them to sleep. And then you've got to get them into a groove. Right. And for a while, it was just, um, you know, make them sleep as much as possible. That way I can get some sleep at night before I go to work. But now that I'm off, I'm like, I don't care if I sleep. So the kid's going to sleep where I want him to sleep or, well, we'll be up. Right, so, right, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, every time we put him in his um, bassinet or um, bouncer or whatever, he's just not super happy. He likes to be warm. He likes to be held. And what can I say? The first couple of weeks of, of life, I mean, the cuddles are so nice. And it's just you just are cuddling. And then all of a sudden, he's asleep. Yeah. So, but it's, uh, it'll be fun this week breaking him of that. So I'm looking real forward to it and I'll probably have to get real drunk. No, I'm just kidding. How is, I'll, uh, I'll probably be focused. How, how is his, uh, his sleep schedule and everything? Or is he sleeping at night or is he kind of, I mean, I know at this point it's, it's probably a two to three hour window either way. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, sometimes we get him down for four or five. Um, nice. So it just depends on the night and, uh, depends on how active he was during the day with uh, mom at home. Um, and uh, obviously, to keep her sanity, I, I I don't mind being up at night with her with him um, versus her putting him down a lot during the day. So um, it just kind of depends. But usually, we get like two or three hours of good sleep, and then you know it's time to get up and feed and poop and you know all yep. the, all that baby stuff that you, that they, that they like to do. I was gonna <laughs> say that sounds like uh, what do you do when he wakes up? Because I get up and eat and poop in the middle of the night too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it's been uh, it's been nice, and that's uh, we're a new learning every day. Basically, I mean, just um, the new way to get him to go to sleep or get him to eat um, on a better schedule or whatever it is. So, and as soon as you get it figured out, something will change. It changes, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Yep, most definitely. Yeah, there was like three or four nights in a row, and I'm like, okay, we're on a good schedule. Like, sleep for three hours, get up, sleep for another three hours. Like, we're good, and we get through the night, and then all of a sudden, it turned into like a disaster night the following night so mm. i'm never going to talk about it again <laughs> <laughs> it's going well i'm just not going to say anything uh, but yeah uh everything else is going good though yeah. i'm looking forward to leave i'm looking forward to spending some good quality time with him and uh uh giving mom a little more break during the day so, yeah. great that's awesome it's a good way to spend all of it whatever i miss it i honestly wish i could go back i was just hanging out with my son who turned seven months old today 
I can't believe it. And he was just chilling up there in that bouncer. Yeah. He was chilling. He yeah. loves that thing. Doing a little leg lift, some hardcore core workouts. He's great, though. I have no complaints with that kid right now. Popped a tooth, so he's got a little can opener mouth right now. It's just nice. the one tooth. So I'm like, come here, open dad's beer. Good boy. <laughs> Good boy. Got to get ready for the shotgun. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's... Good stuff, good for daddy issues. It's, we won't get too deep into the real pain in the room, and that's called lamp shopping. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's furniture, <laughs> furniture shopping in general, I think. I honestly, uh, I, I fear for Laser Eric's sanity, uh, but we won't get into it because we don't have that kind of time because no. we have a lot of really awesome stuff to talk about. Big week, uh, especially if you're a fan of WandaVision, which, of mm. course, we are. Everyone's caught up, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Justin's not here, so <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about spoiling anything. By the time he hears this, he will have probably seen it. A lot of really cool stuff happened this past episode. If you guys recall, the last time we talked was right when Agnes was yes. revealed. Agatha yes. Harkness was finally revealed, although nobody here was surprised. Uh, everything that was revealed in that episode was great because we discussed it all with Florida Man, mm-hmm. and we like nailed it. We know there was yeah. obviously Agnes is Ag- Agatha Harkness when she goes, Oh yeah. And I killed the dog. I was like, yep. Called that. We called that <laughs> one too. Uh, but this episode was great. We got to see stuff that I thought was really important. Um, one of them is like, how did Agatha become such a powerful person? Right. And you kind of get a glimpse in that. And then you jump from, was that Salem, Massachusetts all the way to today from, right. from 1653 to now. Uh, and then we get to see what Agatha was really doing, why she cares about uh, Wanda, and she wants to know how she's doing it. So Wanda's cast some pretty seriously complex spells uh, that are running on autopilot miles away from where she is, and that's just impressive to Agatha. So, of course, you get a nice, let's go back in time and go through Wanda's trauma to figure out what caused her to be able to do all this. Especially after you open up the episode where um, she immediately realizes that Wanda doesn't know the basics. Oh, yeah. I mean, at all. Yeah. So, She's like, uh, these, these are really basic rune spells right here. Like, only I can use the magic inside them. Like, how did you not know about this? Yeah. How do you not know? And she's like, know what? Which is great. Right. How so are you, tell- you able to do what you did, but you can't do this? You are a super powerful person, and you don't even know how to tie your shoes when it comes <laughs> to magic, which is, I mean, very interesting because it's cool to see another aspect in the Marvel universe where magic exists, but it's a little more traditional uh, aside from Doctor Strange magic, right? right? Which looks a little more extra dimensional. So seeing runes and and that type of stuff was really cool. Um, but it was also really good to see Wanda go back through her timeline and all the important events. The first one being, why does she love sitcoms so much? And then it was nice to be able to see, oh, yeah, because she would watch them with her parents in Sokovia. Yes. And it, it, it also helped with the, I, I made the point when Steph and I were watching it about the commercials. Because the first episode mm-hmm. of the commercial was for the Stark toaster. It was a Stark rocket mm-hmm. that landed and then in the second episode, it was the, um, the I think that was the Hydra watch one, the Strucker. And that was the Hydra thing. Second, the second memory. Yeah, yeah. from the Baron second Baron von Strucker was yeah. giving them powers. So uh, as we predicted multiple, multiple times, we told you so, 
um, everything kind of tied into itself and tied in together with everything that was going on. Yeah, the memories, the memories of her, of her griefs and her, um, well, just her path in life uh, made those commercials. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty fascinating. I also liked in this episode, Agatha in the in the comics isn't necessarily a like ultimate evil villain or anything. In fact, from what I remember, she trains Wanda, you know, quite a bit in a couple of different facets, doesn't she? Yeah, she kind of like bounces back and forth between being the um, antagonist and the yeah, and like, like a support character yeah for like her. she's not like evil evil but she's not like entirely she's kind of chaotic good i guess well she also ended up for a short time being the nanny for the fantastic four right right which we don't get to see them yet but we're all hoping <laughs> yes um but as far as the stuff that agatha reveals a little bit more about uh she did you know let's just stick with the timeline of the show and then yeah. we'll get to the end of that and, and we'll talk about something. Um, but after we get to see the death. Can we of, back up for just one second, though, before we get to the memories? Because we, we see the memories, obviously. But before that, like they have a very good exchange on just what the magical realm is. Um, Agnes controls the, the locust, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah like she's doing that. the spells. Yeah. yeah, she starts doing all these spells in front of her. Um, it almost had like, like kind of like that Doctor Strange vibe on like the teacher schools the the novice mm. in magic real quick, just like in Doctor Strange when um, um, the, the ancient sor- one, yeah, the ancient yeah. one, the current yeah. Sorcerer Supreme was just like Tilda you, Swinton. You don't know what you're talking about yet, and I'm going to show you things. And then uh, so you have that a little bit, and she does a multiple multitude of spells. Yeah. Um, real quick. And then it just surprised me because she pulled out her hair to kind of start her memories. And it just reminded me of that scene from um, Thor Ragnarok when Doctor Strange pulled Thor's hair to track down Odin mm-hmm. and create the portal. To oh, run yeah. And that's kind of like, it's kind of like the same thing. They She created a doorway with her hair to go into her memories, which is just kind of crazy. I mean, it just, it was that's a, cool a good nod catch, for it. by the way. It was a good nod for it. And, uh, uh, just the spells that she was showing Wanda, like she's like, you don't know any of this stuff, but you did all this, as you said earlier, like miles away. It's impressive. Yeah, well, she was impressed more than anything. She talks about transmutation, mm-hmm. in which she turns the locust into a bird, mm-hmm. uh, and she um, talks about reanimating the dead necromancy and how that wasn't possible. Yeah, Pietro. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Pietro or fake Pietro. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, was great. That her comment, though, which was that was hard to do because his body was on another continent and full of holes. <laughs> oh, damn! Cut yeah, real that, deep. That was the biggest oof of the episode, right there. It's like, dang, man. Yeah, yeah that one. That one caught me. Yeah, a little two minutes off-guard. in, you're like, ooh, <laughs> wow. Just go ahead, she's dig the claws hard. in. <laughs> but um, <laughs> was really good. Uh, but. She talks about those spells, and they go through mem- the doorway to memories, right? Right. And um, we see the her family. And then really interesting, because when Wanda is introduced in the MCU proper, uh, you, she talks about her parents and how they sat for two days trapped with a bomb that they weren't sure was going to go off. Mm-hmm. But what you see in this show is that 
it, it's pretty much just heavily stated that she cast a probability hex. That bomb was never going to go off. She made sure it wouldn't without even knowing it. Yeah, she changed the reality that it would go off and, and just changed it so that it couldn't. Yeah, and Agatha saw it right away. Yeah, She's she, like, oh, I know what you did. Yeah, which was cool because up until now, like it was just like a defective bomb. Well, and we all thought that she got all of her powers from the Mind Stone itself. I was just going to say that. This yeah. this goes to show that she had her powers beforehand, which means she either developed them from birth or she developed them in late childhood. Yeah, well, according to Agatha in this episode, when she is exposed to the Mind Stone... It amplified it. She goes, so yes. you were a baby witch whose powers would have otherwise died on the vine but you get a little boost from the Mind Stone. Right. So when she is gifted her powers, or however you want to say it, by the Mind Stone, the Mind Stone does show her a vision. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about what she sees, because one of my coworkers said, the Mind Stone shows her Mephisto. And I looked at him for just a moment. I said, ah, I like that, but no, that's not what he sees. Like, that's not what she sees at all. What she sees is... It almost looks like her Uncanny Avengers costume. Yeah, with the crown and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, it's not like the weird like thigh-high boots or anything like that. But she looks like normal, like she doesn't Uncanny Avengers, but still has like the headdress. Uh, I think that's exactly what she sees. She gets to see her, like the apex of what she could be. And that's what the Mind Stone shows her and goes, boom, here you go. So she gets a massive boost from the Infinity Stone, but doesn't really know it until she begins trying to unlock everything when she starts working with the Avengers, initially against, but finally for, um, after she realized that Ultron was just out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will talk about Ultron here in just a little bit, because I have some good theories about yeah. what, what's coming up with that. Um, but it's cool to see exactly what her being exposed to the Mind Stone did to her and gave her powers. But then it makes you And wonder, how no one else saw it either. Yeah, right. yeah, it was just her because the footage is amazingly just vanished. Uh, and f- it looks like even Von Strucker and um, the other Hydra agent in there that was exposing them to Loki's staff didn't know what happened either. No, they couldn't tell because it, the staff, like in the scene, uh, the staff comes apart and the stone is extracted mm-hmm. in front of Wanda. It flies out on its own. And then the secondary scene you see is just Wanda standing there and then Wanda falling down. And the staff is still intact. And even as we know, watching Civil War, we know the staff was intact during that movie still. Mm-hmm. So, and, and after. And, and in Ultron, mm-hmm. it was still intact um, until Ultron broke it. So, to get the stone. To get the stone. So, um, it was just really crazy seeing that scene. And then all of a sudden, because even I, as soon as I saw the first scene, I'm like, wait a second, that, that's, that's still together. So, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see the secondary scene and you're like, oh, wow. Like to them, nothing happened, but she saw everything. Which is great. I also wondered what it would have looked like for Pietro then. Because if everyone else like died after being exposed to this thing, what did it look like for Pietro? Yeah. And did, did he have some kind of mutation already inside him also? He must have. Yeah. You would think that he would have almost had to in some way. Yeah, He must have. But... Aside from that, we finally get to see that, and then she's back in her her cell, if you will, in right. isolation, watching TV, uh, and then more sitcoms, more sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, there was a strong 
theme of, of sitcoms, not only just in the show, but in this particular episode. Uh, but what happens next, I think, was really important because it's something I've wondered ever since Civil War, when you could see Wanda and Vision's kind of romance building, the connection. I always wondered, how did that start? Because you never really see it. And this episode shows it to you in such a great way that you're like, yeah, of course she would fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. Because she's watching, and this is right after Petro's died. She has suffered another tremendous loss, but now she's on a whole other continent, living somewhere where she really doesn't know anyone. Uh, and she, Vision comes in, and he's just curious. So he starts talking to her, and she's watching Ma- Malcolm, in, Malcolm the middle. in the Middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a scene where um, the whole like roof, roof of collapses. the porch collapses on. Was it Hank? Yeah. yeah. Well, his name in that. Yeah, and they, a character in that. Yeah, they laugh, and Vision goes, "Oh, it's funny because of the grievous injury he no doubt suffered." <laughs> and she's like, "No, it's." He's he's fine. It's it's not that kind of show. <laughs> so she's teaching what she loves, love of sitcoms, to Vision. And Vision, in his own way, starts to, through questioning, helps her process her grief just a little bit. Like when she talks about missing Patreon, the only thing that could bring her happiness is seeing him again. And, of course, Vision's like, well... I'm at a loss here, so he can't stop talking. And then she apologizes, and she opens up a little bit about the feeling of her grief. Like, it's like a wave that recedes, but then it washes over her and pulls her under. And Vision has this really great moment where he asks her, you know, what is grief um, but love persisting? After and I was like, "Dang, man! You like you caught me in the fields with that one." That's some Shakespearean. Stuff I was right there. That was nice. Caught Agatha in the fields too. Yeah, she yeah. had she had to wipe her eye a little bit. I don't know if that was sarcasm or not. Her? Yeah, it could have been both. It probably was. Uh, but in that whole scene, that's like you see this this change in Wanda as she looks at Vision, and then she's just down with it. She's like, "Okay, like I can spend time with you." Like. You see that spark of why they would start to really like each other, mm-hmm. um, which I think was necessary for the show, uh, because my question from the jump has always been like, "What's with these two? Like, actually, like really, like you feel it? It's palpable. Their chemistry as actors is there. Like, you don't question it at the beginning of Wandavision. But I always question, how did this start? Yeah, so you always you always ask questions like, okay, th- this is intro. How does this even happen? Yeah, the Civil War and Avengers just had really broad strokes. Same yeah, thing, especially similar. Infinity War. Yeah, which Infinity War, I know they had to get the stone, but I was still mad at that movie for nerfing Vision so hard. Oh yeah, I was so upset about that. Yeah. Now, some, something else with the sitcoms too is when you go through these memories, she's always watching a sitcom, and they're always tied to the the initial episodes of the show too. But you also notice that those episodes are always happening in a point where she needs some kind of comfort or some kind of safety net. So, and and I might be jumping a little bit ahead here, but you know, at the when they show her creating the world, creating the environment, and everything, that she sits down in the sitcom world, quote unquote, with Vision. It's just it, it, the episode made it very clear that this is her brand of comfort. This mm-hmm. is yeah. her 
this is her grounding point. How this she deals what, with grief and exactly. depression. and Because she's else. even, even after the bomb went off, she sees her dead parents. She's staring at a bomb getting ready to go off, but you can see the TV still playing the Dick yeah, Van Dyke, Dyke show. Still on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and stuff like that. I, I thought that was really fascinating as the, as the episode went on that they kept kind of tying back to that. I thought it was fascinating. Um, one of the theories that we've had up until this point on the show is that in the commercials of the show so far, the two actors that you keep seeing, we theorize that they were her parents. Mm-hmm. This episode shows us no, they're not. Yeah. They're just they're probably just other people who happen to be in Westview and are now cast as commercial characters. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. But getting back to Wanda falling in love with Viz, and then the next memory is when she goes to find his body. Yeah. Which was helpful in a couple of ways because, unfortunately, I have not been able to watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, with some days off. Fortunately, Jay John over there has been able to run back through it, so he's making great connections, like the strand of hair. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, it's all throughout the show. The show is very much tied in to the universe. Um, but I forgot that Wanda disappeared in the snap. I oh, did, yeah. too. I forgot. I don't know why, but I just did. And then she says, when I came back, he was gone. So that made sense to me because another part of me questioned, why would Wanda let anyone take Vision's body? And then, of course, Wanda wasn't there to stop him. That's why Sword gets his body. Yeah. And then I thought it was really interesting that Hayward essentially lets Wanda in. Yeah, he he was pushing her. He was. Mm -hmm. He wanted... He want because he he couldn't power him up for four years. Yeah, they tried, and at the end of the episode, he specifically states, "We tried every power source imaginable to plug him in, and the only thing we ever needed was a little bit of the source." And they used the energy from the drone that flew in and yeah. was extracted back out. Uh, I think Wanda flung it out. I was about to say it wasn't extracted. Yeah, she, she walked out and she, threw it. She at threw him. it at him, <laughs> and they used that energy to turn Vision back on. Um. But before we get to that, because that's going to be a big problem. That's going to be a huge issue for S.W.O.R.D., and they are not ready to deal with it. No. Uh, But what I wanted to talk about was I felt like Hayward was really pushing her to turn him back on. And I don't know if that fits my theory that Hayward is actually Ultron in disguise. And the reason I say that Hayward's Ultron disguise is because when he took over S.W.O.R.D., they stopped looking at space and started looking at A.I., sentient weapons on earth yeah and he really wants ultron to turn on but can't figure out how to do it because mind you in age of ultron he knew he had the mind stone to do it now he knows he doesn't so he's trying to figure out how to turn him back on Hmm. that's interesting i like that i like it too i don't think it's going to be the way it turns out i don't think so either i think uh hayward at this moment in time was just one of the leftover like one of the um Oh, they had a name for everybody that stayed on Earth. Um, but anyway, um, he was one of the survivors of the snap, and everybody looked for him to le- for leadership, and he decided he needed the shield, just like Tony Stark decided he wanted a shield around the Earth. So he yeah. he looked for that weapon that could become a shield, and the vision is, the is, most, is his. The most powerful weapon on Earth, yeah. apparently at the moment. People right. with power want more power. Right. And this is... This is his way of getting it. His extension. Yeah, this is his desire to get it. 
Um, so I thought that was really interesting and that kind of pushed my theory a little bit, but I don't think that's how it really happened. The next thing that I thought was very fascinating is they show you that Wanda creates this whole world, right? Um, but up until this point, we thought that she took Vision's body. She doesn't. Right. No. And that was shocking to me. But it made sense why when Vision tried to leave, the Hex was pulling him back in quite literally. Yeah. Whereas Monica, the drone, everything else could come back out, albeit changed. Uh, but Vision literally could not leave. See, and I'd always figured that that was because he was dead. And, and you know, that that was my thought process about it, was that she brought the body. Obviously, I was wrong. Oh, like reanimated body. Exactly. Can't leave. Yeah, exactly. Sense. But, yeah, no, it's physically made inside the hex. Yeah, which is interesting. As is the house as well. Because he lied to, he lied to Monica house. Rambeau. He lied, I mean, he lied to his whole team, except for... Who are we talking about? Oh, Hayward? Yeah, Hayward yeah. lied to his oh, whole he team. he lied to him, everyone. Except for his specific... The people on the project. Yeah. Um, which I, th- I thought was really interesting because and now it makes it far more interesting when Wanda pulls this off in the house. You, right? know, what's, you know what else is great is I didn't realize this because I rewatched a couple episodes um, in some of my time also. And uh, yeah, it's Project Cataract. Yeah. <laughs> it's Vision based on Vision, which yeah. is just, I mean... The amount of Easter eggs that they lay in there um, is nonstop. And wordplay and everything else. Like, man, why didn't I see that coming? Oh, wait. Because it's Marvel and they do a good job. They do a really good job. Mm -hmm. Um, So the scene where she goes to the place where I guess Vision bought her a house, but it was just a foundation in New Jersey, which what a way to tell someone you love them. I'm going to get you a lot in New Jersey. Yeah, here's some concrete. There you go, babe. You're going to love it here. Good luck. Um, that was nice, though. It took me a minute to realize that that says a home for always or home for wherever, and then signed V. Because I tried to figure out where she got the note from. Like, if she came out of S.W.O.R.D. and that was just magically in her car, placed in there, but she had it. Mm-hmm. Vision oh, left yeah. it for her. Uh, that's why she goes to Westview. And then in the undescribable moment of grief where everything crashes down on her, she does the biggest spell that she's ever done, and boom, we get the hex. She just explodes with power. But more fascinating is that everything comes from this red magic. Vision does not. Vision comes from yellow, which I think is interesting. I think will play importantly towards the end of the series. Yeah, I think that the uh, it, that's the piece of the Mind Stone that, that was, was always put in with her, with, with Wanda after she had the encounter with it um, from the, her Hydra days, and I. I think that uh, it's interesting because if you rewatch that scene, the Mind Stone's the last thing formed that goes back onto Vision in that scene. And I'm curious to see if she actually recreated an Infinity Stone. I mean, all all matter is energy. It's possible. So I'm I'm very interested to see how they play that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we got more episodes to cover. But yeah, it's... uh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, my theory on that is yes, yeah. but we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but let's talk about the other white-bodied individual in the room, and that's Vision. Mm-hmm. So his body finally gets reactivated, and he comes online, and he is all white, which I thought was awesome because that's how it worked in the comics. Yeah. As soon as he was dismantled and then put together and turned back on, he was all white, and his eyes are like blank. There's no... It's not the vision we know. It's much more 
of a synthesoid. Yeah, it's it's more of a robot. It's more of a like an android type than it is like the the body's there, but the soul is not it's gone. Which is fascinating to me because when Vision is created, if it wasn't for his soul, which is Jarvis, mm-hmm. yeah, right, he ends up being Ultron. Yeah, I mean that's the ghost in the that's the shell right there. That body was created by Ultron for Ultron. Mm-hmm. And before he could download his consciousness and do it, fortunately Jarvis took hold. I want to know how much of Ultron's still in that body without Jarvis. Or Vision, I guess. You could yeah, we'll say he has his soul. Well, would Jarvis still be in there though? Is he still in the mainframe of his body? I don't know. I don't be. know if it's just a new operating system. Yeah. Who knows? It yeah. makes you wonder if, if you know the full consciousness is there or not. But But like his stone on his forehead is not like stone it looks more like an arc reactor it does mm-hmm. yeah um, it's blue which is what tony was trying to do the first time yeah which, so. i mean this is interesting and by the way i don't think we pointed out but there is a commercial for nexus that's the yeah. last episode yeah yeah and i found that fascinating because nexus is the point in oslo where all the information goes through the internet and that's where jarvis was hiding after ultron attacked him and they go to the Nexus in Oslo and find out that Jarvis is still alive and figure out that they can put him in Vision's body. See, so I thought that was a nice connection. It's interesting also. Because I, 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 when I think of the Nexus being, I think of like an interdimensional, like you can control multiple dimension like and pull other dimensions in as a nex- Nexus being, which Wanda mm-hmm. is one. So, right. So, no, that hits on two points. Yeah. I really like. I forgot about that Jarvis thing. That's as, good. As soon as they were like Nexus, I was like, "That's where Jarvis was." I knew he was hiding, but I I forgot it was. That's in, how in he Nexus. kept Ultron from getting the nuclear launch codes. That's the the purest definition. Nexus basically means a connection between two things or a connection between realities. You know, it's it's been that way in in the comics and also in other properties as well. So this could be, you know, they could be alluding to. I mean, you've got to figure White Vision is going to end up showing up in the hacks and is probably going to end up getting in a fight with other vision or mm-hmm. something. And, uh, you know, so there, there's your nexus right there. That's one of my favorite things. Um, so before this all started, Paul Bettany did an interview talking about how he couldn't wait to act alongside an actor and how the chemistry is just unbelievable on screen and all this stuff. I think he's, I think he, that, he's, talking, he's talking, about talking about himself. About himself. <laughs> the jerk. It's a hot take. He's talking about himself. Like, cause he really upped it. He's like, I've been dreaming about acting with this person my whole life. <laughs> you're like, Oh, it's me yourself. What a jerk. <laughs> he's amazing. Oh, I bet he is. Yeah, I've been waiting my whole life to act with this kind of caliber of actor. By the way, I mean me, I mean me. Um, would, uh, it, would, I, it would be awesome. Oh, well, I mean, we're going to see it. I, I'm, I, I truly believe it. We're going to see Vision on Vision. So, well, yeah. now is, is I will watch some Vision on Vision action. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was waiting it? for it. Is this upcoming episode the last, uh, or are so, there ten total? Because the next one's episode nine. I think nine's the last. Nine, nine's the last. I was under the impression nine was uh, was it. Yeah, because they said Spider Man Three was really truly going to be titled uh, WandaVision Episode Ten. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's nine. Um, I don't know how long the episode is going to be, but they have a lot of loose ends to tie up that we haven't even. Dis- I mean, and we skipped over the end scene when actually we get 
the Scarlet Witch reference for the first time. Yes, which is huge. Um, so we uh, first see what movie is it? The end credit scene that introduces Pietro and Wanda is at the end of Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, isn't it? No, I think it's uh, one of the Iron Mans. That's possible. It's either one of the I just watched it the other week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I just watched it. Um, it is either one of the Iron Mans or is it Iron Man three? I think it is Iron Man three because you see Strucker mm-hmm. talking about yeah. the twins, and then Iron Man three runs into Civil War. So I believe, um, mm-hmm. I believe that it is Iron Man three. You get the, the twins introduced at the end because it happened in time for them to do Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. and then. Be right for Civil War. Because so. it couldn't be Guardians of the Galaxy because it was this was an Earthly. That's true. Yeah, that's it, true. It came after another Earth movie, Earth based. No, movie. You're right. It, it, they were kind of close in release time. It was. I think they were both Phase Two. I mean, they were all yeah, yeah, Phase Two. Which, by the way, matters because that's the first time we see Wanda, which means 2013, 2014. Yeah. So we've had Wanda in the MCU now on screen for seven years. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had any very first time someone refers to her as the Scarlet Witch is in this this episode. And Hayward earlier this season tried to get um oh my gosh. Uh who's the FBI agent? Um uh oh, um, woo, yeah, woo, woo. Woo. thank you, sorry. Yeah, uh to what other aliases does she have? Like <laughs> pride for something and didn't get anything. I noticed that scene too. I was like, "Yeah, no one's calling her the Scarlet Witch." Even the no. name of the show is just WandaVision, right? You know, I also thought it was funny, by the way, that Vision's apparent legal name is the Vision, the Vision <laughs> on, on <laughs> the that deed. deed on the property deed, the Vision. She's Wanda Maximoff. He's just the Vision. I'm like, you wow, got first and last name, buddy. What a yeah. diva, the Beyonce. Like that's it. How did Prince ever buy a house? <laughs> he had to turn himself into a symbol, right? Uh, but before any of that mattered. Uh, it was very cool to see, one, Agatha figures out exactly what it was that Wanda did, and now she's, I, I'm, fear, I, think it's jealous. I don't think it's the term. I think it's I think jealous. It's jealous. It she wants a power. Yeah. Because, uh, and it goes back, so I watched, um, uh, which video, like, uh, it was either New Rockstars or it was, um, they do a good job breaking down shows and everything else, um, but I think it was New Rockstars. And he, Eric Voss pointed out with his team of people that give him information, which I'm jealous of. I'm very I wish I had that, it. By the way, <laughs> um, we, we need production assistance. But uh, they, they point, he pointed out that uh, she wanted the crown from her mother. And when she destroyed her mother in that opening scene, she did not get the crown. But then when you see Wanda later on, she has the crown on. And so she's the most powerful witch with chaos magic and Agatha wants it. Yeah. She's not supposed to exist because she wants, yeah, she wants that ultimate power that um, Wanda has. So um, it was really interesting uh, when they pointed that out. uh, And I was just like, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. And I didn't even, I noticed it because she had the crown in blue and then there was no crown passed Mm -hmm. down. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was just very interesting that I'm like, wow, if she wants that kind of power. Um, and then earlier episodes, she was surprised when um, Billy and Tommy even pointed out, you can bring him back to life, right, Mom? When they're talking about Sparky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, wait, you can do that? Is that something you can do? Yeah. 
So I, I think she wants to bring somebody back to life, and I think that's why. Um, you think it's her mom? I don't. This is, by it, the way, we're now, we've now moved on from Wanda just a little bit to a sidecar action of what's Agatha's plot. What What's her motivation? So either it's her mother or it's somebody she loved that she lost. Which, yeah, I mean, she was right alone for a long, long time. And in the in the comics, well, I mean, she she praised and worked with Mephisto. Mm-hmm. And could that be who she loves that she's trying to bring back? Or, I mean, who's in the rabbit? Who's in the rabbit? The rabbit right. is a very controversial point figure. Right now. Yeah. yeah, it's probably one of the most argued about characters on the show. <laughs> and the rabbit said nothing. Yeah, the rabbit's no. done nothing. Rabbit's done absolutely nothing. He, he's he's a bird. It's Ralph. <laughs> hey, you think so? I think I think it is. I think because uh, we've never seen Ralph, but she has referenced Ralph multiple times in the show as her husband. That's true. And, well, if you have a husband, like, why would she even bring him up? Well, so Ralph has to exist. Otherwise, why would she bring him up? Because she was never under control of Wanda. That's also true. And it's probably one one of the reasons why um, Agnes or Agatha is the person who points out that, um, you know, Maka Rambo or I forgot what her name was in the show. Geraldine. It was Geraldine. Right. Geraldine doesn't Shouldn't have a home. She doesn't go to work. What is she doing here? And of course she would point that out because she's like, right. yo, there's another outsider here. Yeah. I, I need her gone. This one's the imposter. Get the imposter out. Yeah, which is weird because <laughs> she also was, um, I mean, in that same scene, she was talking, oh gosh, I'm forgetting people's names now. Um, so the neighbor. The neighbor that was cutting Herb. down the wall. Herb. 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 Thank you. Um, Herb. And, and it seemed like Herb was in on it too. In some capacity, yeah, because like they were talking to each other about it. Yeah, and because she was like, "No, don't say anything else to Vision. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go any further there." So, like, I don't. Which is also at odds because the end of episode seven, uh, six or seven, where she's like crying but trying to get Vision to leave. It's like, six. why? Why would six. you stop him? Yeah, and why would you not let Herb tell him? But because one, plotting, and they've got episodes to fill. Uh, and two, I think at that point she wanted to test how powerful Wanda's spells were. Right, I think I texted mm-hmm. you immediately, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yeah, w- <laughs> when you guys get to this point <laughs> off for the show that night, I was just like, make sure you ask about this because she wanted him to push the limits mm-hmm. because she wanted Wanda to expand it. I think, or that, see if she now would save looking him. back, I think it's both. She wanted to know a lot of things. Like, if Vision leaves, can he leave? One, that's a good question. Yeah. Um. Is the is this spell that powerful? Um, can can anything penetrate the wall this way? Like, can I leave? Oh, so it was like a pure. Can she really create life? Yeah, out of nothing. That's so. Now she legitimately. And by the way, at the end of episode eight, she says, "You know, you're you're a myth. You're not supposed to be here. You can create life," yeah. which I thought was insane. But you know, looking at her her comic book roots i mean yeah she alters reality so that includes creating life which is crazy by the way because now we have to wonder about billy and tommy still yeah. well and it's and funny if they to, can survive anywhere else mm-hmm. it's funny to me because you know we're talking about how much she's altering reality and all of her magic is red the reality stone is red too 
I know the Mind Stone amplified her power, but then you have to ask the question, okay, Agatha's magic is purple, so is it rooted in power? Like the Power Stone. Yeah, and how are we, you know, are we going to see, you know, the other the other witches in Salem, they were all blue. Well, don't forget um, Doctor Strange. All of his magic is, is yellow, like yellow, yellow orange. Yellow, orange, yeah. But that's so. a great observation. All of Wanda's magic very is red. It just kind of, you know, it kind of makes me wonder because everything she's been doing has been, you know, even before this episode, everything she's been doing is just altering reality, which, you know, I, I got a real chuckle a couple episodes ago when she expanded the hex and uh, all of the sword agents and FBI <laughs> agents were <laughs> circus, circus. Mm-hmm. Were circus clowns and people. Too. Like when I saw that, I was like, that that's just, that's it's a little on the nose, that's isn't it? Yep. Um, I, I am... Very curious to see because, you know, there were some definite absences from this episode. There were. And I think that was necessary. And I might be jumping to another, you know, another part of it. But no Monica, no Pietro no or Pietro or whatever Pietro. you want to call him. Yeah. No Darcy, no Vision, mm-hmm. no, um, you know, no anybody as far as that goes. It And I think that was necessary because you have to focus on Agatha and Wanda here because we've got, you know, in one episode... We just got so much information on Agatha and who she is, what she does, and why she's doing what she's doing that we went from, oh, who the heck is this person? You know, for, for the for the person who hasn't read the comic books or anything like that, doesn't know these characters, it goes from who is this to, oh, now I get why she's here. Mm-hmm. And it took one episode. It was a little bit longer episode, but it did a really good job of telling the narrative. And, you know, if anything, her Agatha's motivation as much of bringing somebody back, which I, I agree with you guys. I think that's what she's trying to do. Um, it could just be, Hey, I've been a witch and I've been practicing this craft for 400 years. And you just show up out of the blue and make me look like I've never done this before. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, what are you doing? Like that? And that's why I think the rabbit is somebody important because that may have been what she could like, because she knows transformation spells that may have been the only option for her to bring back whoever it was so that rabbit is the person that she's trying to bring back to life and she could only get him or her dude that's a to, great point to that form and that's it that's, that's the form a, she got to that's a really good point because the, it, there's really aside from just showing off hey look i can do magic there's really no other reason why she would turn that locust into a bird and do all that other stuff other than to say Hey, look, I can do magic. And then or, back to a locust mm-hmm. to feed a rabbit, which is That's not, right. The rabbit it, ate it. It's a yeah. herbivore. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't I, think of that. I don't see rabbits eating locusts very often. No. But you know. No, rabbits don't catch birds very often either. Bug bunny taught me one thing. <laughs> yep. Rabbits <laughs> like vegetables. They also taught me not to make a wrong turn in Albuquerque. And Elberfud can't shoot. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I have really good good stuff and i'm looking forward to the finale they got a lot of stuff to tie up i think dr strange is going to show up because as he said in um, infinity war like when he met tony stark i protect reality douchebag yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah of course steven strange has to show up because i protect reality and this is a reality threatening event yeah and not only that but you uh agnes got there because she sensed the she sensed it. She's, yeah. She's she like, felt the magic. I felt the magic happening. I had to come see what it was. 
And that's why I'm here. Which, of course, would have drawn some other folks. Uh, One of them would be Baron Mordo. Mm -hmm. At the end of of Strange, he said there's too many people with... Two uh, wizards, right? Yeah, there's too many people using magic. And so he goes and starts taking away magic from magic users. How could he not sense this and be drawn there? And, of course, Steven, unless he's battling... Dormammu on another plane of existence, which you have to assume he's a busy guy, so he yeah, might not show yeah, up immediately. Similar, similar he, to like Captain Marvel, like there's a lot of other threats, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, but he could be doing that, and then they feel this, and him and Dormammu look at each other, and be like, "What was that? Let's go check this out together." <laughs> so uh, you want to put this on hold? We got some bigger stuff going on. Want to come New with Jersey. me? I got a six pack. Come on. <laughs> Payne and I are an old friend. Let's I'll put buy. This on <laughs> And if it's not strange noticing, it's, you know, I cannot believe his name's escaping me now. The dude who also protects the sanctum. Wong. 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 How could I forget Wong? I forgot Wu. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Both the W's, W's are escaping. They're escaping some today. of us. But, yeah, somebody has to have sensed it, especially. The next question is, how did Agatha get in? Right. Or was she already there? She probably had to go get in. They may never address it. No, they probably won't, but with her being a witch, I mean, yeah, there's know, she reasons. could walk through she that could. hex without any issue, I would imagine. I cast a counter spell, open the door, and boom, here I am. Exactly. A protective spell. You know, if Harry Potter taught me anything, they've got those. So, oh, indeed. <laughs> Something about a cloak, whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, and then... Oh, as all the spells were in Latin also? Exactly. Also, I really want to talk about what's going to happen when Ultron's body goes into the hex. Is Vision... Obviously, they're going to fight. Well, they're like Ultron. You already think it's Ultron. You're like, it's Ultron. It is Ultron's body. White vision, whatever. It's Ultron's body. Because quite literally, he made it. It's his body. Uh, He just, you know, hasn't been renting it for a while. Then I think Ultron and James Spader were far too good to to just throw away. Curse said the Marvel villain, the one and done. Um, So I just want Ultron back. Uh, But that's not the point. And we have been waiting for that scene because we got it a couple weeks ago in one of the teasers. Like, this is our home. And then mm-hmm. visions that like let's protect it then. So like it's it's gonna be a showdown. Which they would want to protect Westview anyway now, because quite literally, that's where he bought the foundation, the house. Mm-hmm. Like that that was going to be home for him anyway. I'm uh, just interested to see what happens with I mean, at the end of the episode you have uh, Agatha Holt and the twins basically on puppet strings. Yeah, marionette, on, the, on the choke marionette nooses. Yeah, they're getting right. choked out right now. Which doesn't seem smart to me, by the way, if I'm Agatha. You're going to take Wanda out of the rune-protected room and piss her off. After knowing that she's the Scarlet Witch, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? Who should not exist. (laughs) And she's created two children. And you're going to... magical abilities. Strangle them. (laughs) I do like, though, that the children, when you look at uh, Tommy and Billy... They're dressed in the colors of Wiccan and Speed. I mean, they've yes. been dressed in those the whole time. Yeah, but I mean, like, now you, like, really notice it. You're like, hey, they're still wearing their costumes, essentially. Right, exactly. And you're like, that's because it's what they wear as Young Avengers. I'm, just, I'm so yeah. stoked. By the way, I think this is how we get Young Avengers started. It's on the way. Yeah, I agree 100%. I just wonder uh, if we get Iron Man 2.0 as Riri Williams or not. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Too. I, I think we're going to... I don't know, like Ironheart seems like a really good direction to go. I think so. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh, and you could really, can, I'm sorry. We don't have that episode uh, 
We don't have the length <laughs> for that thought. But anyway, um, I think that the next episode we get to see a nice SmackDown magic fight, mm-hmm. but we also get to see some vision-on-vision vision action. I agree. I think um, it, I, I did a little reading on White Vision because my memory was a little foggy, but I remember when White Vision shows up in the comics, he infiltrates computer system and takes a bunch of stuff down and causes a whole bunch of problems. And I think we're probably going to see something very similar to that. I think we're going to get to see Sword look and, you know, maybe go running and screaming, I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is, oops, we unlocked Pandora's box. Yeah. And I think White Vision will end up in the hex. I think you're going to get a whole lot of, you're going to get a lot of Wanda on Agatha action. Uh, and I think you're going to get some vision. Which I would pay for. I, would, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that OnlyFans paywall is, but I'd pay it. You betcha. All right. Somebody's job is to figure that out. But you also get, um, I'm, I'm really curious to see how Photon comes back into the fold and mm-hmm. what powers, because it's a learning experience at this point for her. Mm-hmm. But she's going to have powers to combat vision or white vision also but because are, of her yeah. because of her stretch of powers there she's are going lot, to have to there are a lot of questions to answer though too like fake pietro yeah what did he do with rambo what, what's gonna happen yeah. there yeah where is photon yeah or spectrum where or is spectrum whatever they want to call whatever you want to call her there's yeah. that i'm still partial to captain marvel but whatever when, uh, when vision and vision fight you know what's gonna is the winner regardless of who the winner is you know is is this going to be their way of Good vision, re- you know, coming back or reanimating himself, inserting himself into that fixed, repaired body. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that, how this the ultimate resolution. This I, is. I agree. I think he's going to come back to life by going into White Vision's body, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think that's how it's going to happen. He's going to phase into it. Yeah, and just would be easy, right? You'd think. I think they fight first. We get a sweet, like, flying two visions, like, matching forehead beams. And then he thinks about it. And then he figures out to... And then Vision figures it out. I think think it will take um, Spectrum Photon, whatever we want to call her now, Monica. I think it comes with her being like, oh, I can help. And, like, shocking the hell out of Vision's body. She is going to be involved in the Vision on Vision fight, for sure. Because her powers are more... They're not on the, the... they're electromagnetic exactly. spectrum. Yeah, exactly. It's it's more on the technology side, quote unquote. It's not, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not magic. Well, and you exactly. know, it's and scientific. It, and I know we talked about this earlier. How the hex pulls Thank vi- you. Yeah. vision, the current vision we know in, inside the hex apart if he leaves. Right. The crazy thing is, is he's he's there in some capacity because he was being tracked due to his decay. His decay signature. Yeah, so he he is there in some capacity. Yeah, he exists. It's so not it's just, just an it's illusion. just imagine of how he how like and him getting out of the hex might be because he can he will get into white vision. That's a really good point. I forgot that Darcy stated sword tracked him in the hex because yeah. of his vibranium vibranium decay signature. Yep. Um. So that means, yeah, his body's there. He's, it's it's there in some capacity, in some form. Yeah. Which is interesting. In the comics, Vision was never able to duplicate, though, right? Like, Not that, that never happened. No. Yeah. So let's just throw that out. Um, but he can alter his appearance and things and like that. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to explain that. Or they might just plot hole it and leave it open. Oh, I doubt they just leave it open. Yeah, not with the amount of work that they do. Yeah, right. They they don't they don't leave Even a whole with lot. Project Cataract. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Feige can walk down to the writer's room office 
Like that's how close they are at Marvel Studios. I mean, you know, like every movie that's being written, every show that's being written, he can walk to the writer's room if he needed to. Yeah. Like they keep all that stuff under under real tight. Real tight um constrictions and they play plot real, hole full. real close to the chest. Yeah. Um but also I think you know, I think this has set up real real nicely for a one big just smackdown. Somewhere I think I think what we're going to see is Monica fighting Fietro and winning. That would make sense. Well, so And then that allows her to get back into the fold for the vision on vision action. And yeah. obviously the climactic battle between Agatha and Wanda. So I was curious of two things. One, we got this episode and it was a lot of stuff and there's a lot of absences like we talked about. And I think that um, time might move differently inside the magic room. For sure. Which will yes. be interesting because we're like, man, all this stuff happened and we didn't get anything else from anyone except for Hayward on the outside. Mm-hmm. What happened with uh, Fietro and, and Photon? And I think part of that is also explained because she said, uh, Agatha said that it wasn't me. It was just my eyes and ears. So it's a, a still a person that could be actually an ally versus a... And they tag, like, antagonist. It, yeah, it might not be a support villain. It might be a random person that she was controlling at the time, but has now since let go. But he he did have powers. I mean, he, he showed he his speed. I mean, you could say that that's an illusion spell she cast, but it's really hard to say that when he's carrying the kids in his speed wake. Right. Right. Which, by the way, is a flash term, um, but speedsters, whatever. Right. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Um, but he's definitely he moves the twins all around. Yep, and he's fast enough that Wanda's not catching it, except for one. Who is it? Oh, it's Tommy. So when Billy stops Tommy from running dead in his tracks, um, that's interesting. But that's not Pietro. So I think it's illusion that she cast, mm. and how she does that to convince the twins enough, I don't know. Mm. But because the twins have the powers, twins have actual powers. And they, they have interesting powers. Like they can age themselves. Right. They can age themselves forward. Which is, I don't know. There's a lot of really yeah. interesting stuff there. <laughs> but the twins, she can't control the twins, remember? Right. Which is also interesting. Because so. she created them, which is also, in, like it goes back to the fact that she can't fully control vision. Right. Which is also interesting so because she, she really did create If them. she creates life, she can't physically control them with a spell. Uh, this is all fast. I know we're we're getting is, really yeah, deep now, but deep. like, but like that's that's what we've learned so far. The 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 three people that she has personally created in the hex, she can't control. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. Everybody else is just there already. Right. And, and she, she controls she them with control magic. Control them, no problem. Yeah, I think I think that that we're has a lot some... to do with how they get. I think they're coming out of the hex, which it's pretty easy to assume how Vision's going to come out of the hex. Right. Uh, but the twins, I mean, that's... I think it's going to be some extra power again mm-hmm. coming from most likely where who we think is a villain. Mm-hmm. I think so. So I'm, I'm still I'm still on the Mephisto train, so I've been on there. I've been on it the entire season, so I'm going to stay there until I'm proven wrong. You're riding it until the train comes into the station. You realize, oh, I'm at the complete wrong station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I thought I was going to the east side tonight. I would love, be glad you didn't. <laughs> Mephisto's evil. Uh, so is the east side not important? 
unimportant. Unimportant. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think that's a big thing. Like I, I I'm still on the Mephisto train because Billy and Tommy are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, comic lore tells us that they were the twins that were shards of his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me believes that Agatha being saved with the witch trial was Mephisto stepping in and saving her and giving her excess power to turn the magic back on them. I think, yeah. And it broke him because it was that powerful. Like he had to give that much to her. I don't know. I I don't know. I I mean, mean, I like where you're theorizing. Because she was studying dark magic. Like she got called out by her Magic above her age and station. Right. And so why are you doing that? Well, I bent, I bent magic. Okay. Well, Stephen Strange did the same thing. And got called out by the ancient one. Different consequences, obviously, um, and different reaction. The ancient one was said, like gave Stephen Strange a place to practice versus yeah. her mother was like, you need to die. <laughs> yeah, that was dark, by the way. Yeah. Which, I mean. She even said, I can be good. No, you can't. No, you can't. See ya. Damn, lady. That's harsh. Yeah. Like I said, I, I mean, I, after rewatching some of the Marvel Universe, like you, I see some of these things happen, and I'm like, Wow, if that would have been handled differently, do you create a different character? And the answer is absolutely yes. Oh yeah, every single time. So it was it, it was it was fascinating in that point where something stepped in to give her a boost of power that moment. Otherwise, those witches I forget how many witches were in the scene. It's um, a lot. There yeah, was a, a circle of uh, yeah, yeah, a circle of witches should have been able to destroy her, but she was given a boost because she was in pain. And then at one point, it turned into, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, because there's even the scene like the inside of her throat becomes opaque, and you can see like this like orange glow, like she's on fire inside. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the purple starts to take over, and she's okay. Yep. Until her mom hits her again, and she feels that, and then she's like, "Oh heck no, here we go." Um. So I do think that the dark magic she tapped into was probably it leads to somebody. Yeah. It can't lead to nobody. It has to lead to somebody because somebody had to power her up. Yeah, there has to be a source somewhere. Yeah. It could also be Dormammu. Could be. And, it, and the purple plays into Dormammu because if you remember from Doctor Strange, when they get their symbols cut, it is purple magic. Well, purple. Purplish. I'm not going to call it magic. I'm just going to say a purple spear that cuts in their head of mm-hmm. what it is. And, Which, and mind you, that, purple. that was purple. It yeah. could also be, you know, going back to what we were talking about before, it could also be related to power. Right. True. Just in a different reality, though. Right. Yeah. So much to think about. Lots and, of good to chew on there. So <laughs> so it's gonna, this, uh, this Friday is going to be really interesting. Um, but anyway, there was other news that came out this week uh, in the TV show realm. Uh, oddly enough, still from the House of Mouse because all the good stuff's there right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> You've got it. Take all of mine, Mickey. By the way, how happy are you that you bought Disney Plus? Worth every penny. Oh, my God. Between the Mandalorian and WandaVision and next month, this month now, yeah, uh, we get Winter and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Soldier yeah. Yeah, we and get Winter Falcon right up to, and the Soldier. Back right up to Loki later. Like, I mean, it's... There's gonna be a lot, and there's a lot of good stuff, and I am not dis like I'm yeah. not disappointed at all so far. I'm incredibly happy. I've got so much good content that I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to have time to watch the Snyder Cut when it comes out later <laughs> this month. I mean, we're only 18 days away from it, and I'm like, 
four hours. That's like four episodes. Some really good stuff. But at least you know that Justin will stay behind on WandaVision because the Snyder Cut's coming out. That's true. You know, that that's okay. True. He can be our authority on that. He can. He can. All right. Well, um, I mean, there's really not much else to be said about WandaVision. That won't take another hour and four minutes to do. So what, <laughs> we crushed it. We did. I think we thoroughly uh, took that, that episode apart and went above and beyond with it. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed that. But there was other TV show news this week that came from the House of Mouse. And that was an announcement about Star Wars The Bad Batch. Yeah, The Bad Batch came um, roaring out. Um, looking forward to that. Um, you know, uh, they they had that in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Uh, they oh. had a couple episodes with them in it. And you get to learn that, um, well, Echo went with them. I'm actually kind of, I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if somebody else does, but I don't know if it's pre-Echo with The Bad Batch or after Echo with The Bad Batch. Um, but um, I guess it was after Order 66. I think I saw that in one of the trailers. Um, but uh, the Bad Batch was those were those clone soldiers that were not correct, so to speak. They, they had some um, deformity or um, something that they were considered wrong, but it actually enhanced their skills in some way, um, which was nice. And uh, I'm looking forward to the show and... Uh, you know, the Star Wars animation, I'm rewatching Rebels right now um, for Star Wars animation with uh, Filoni directing, and uh, you can't go wrong with the Star Wars animation that it's we've got really so far. Good show. Really good show. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I mean, looking forward to it. I can't I can't wait. Um, hopefully, I can rewatch The Clone Wars before before I get to that just to get more Star Wars content. Man, that's a fresh lot. In my, that's fresh in my a lot to watch. I know. Like, you know... Uh, that's Rebels seven was, seasons, right? Yeah, Rebels Ooh. is four seasons, and I forget how long the third season was, but the first three seasons were like 20 to 22 episodes each. Well, I covered those in a week, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I can knock out some Clone Wars action um, pretty quick here. Uh, and it, the Rebels stuff was really just re- refresher, and you get to see some more mall footage, and you get some um, awesome uh lore about other characters uh after order 66 before you get to the original trilogy um and then yeah so it's um just wanted to rewatch it and uh pick up details that i may have missed the first time around because you know star wars knowledge is always expanding similar to marvel indeed and uh, sometimes on the rewatch you pick up stuff that you didn't know the first time so really good stuff and looking forward to bad batch Obviously, I wonder so. if Bad Batch is going to tie into Ahsoka or anything like that. I don't know what the time frame is for the other shows. Uh, Obviously, a live action takes quite a bit more effort to put together than a, an animated show. I'm, but yeah, I believe Ahsoka is going to take place after its time in the Mandalorian, so that's after Episode Six, which was Return uh, of the Jedi. For everybody counting there. And um, it's going to go about her looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is evidently still alive. Um, at the end of Rebels, uh, him and Ezra Bridger get sent off into space, like hyperspace together. Uh, and um, at the at the um, post credit scene, I guess you could call it, of Rebels is Sabine meeting up with Ahsoka, and they say we're going to go find Ezra mm-hmm. together. Now. Um, finding Ezra and finding Thrawn could be 
related, could be separate. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm hoping we do get a live-action Ezra Bridger in the Ahsoka Tano show with um, some live-action Sabine. Uh, that'll be great for all all you cosplayers out there to see new yeah, stuff. That, that would be dope. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all the new Star Wars stuff. Now, there was a rumor that somebody was cast to play Ezra. Yes. I don't know if that's true or um, not, but um, oh, I'm looking it up right now. It's his, a dude from Aladdin. Yeah. it's uh, Mina Masood. Thank you. There we yep. go. Uh, and he fits perfectly in the Ezra. Like, if you look from at the animated series, like, I mean, it's... Uh, it looks just like him. It's very similar cast. Yeah. Um, and if he shaves his head, he's good to go. So... <laughs> well, he, he well, might not just, shave it. Just yeah, like, you know, right. you got to get the... A yeah, close crop. Close crop, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, Ezra in seasons one and two had, uh, had the nice long flow going. Nice. Uh, that's exciting Star Wars news there. Unfortunately, we don't have any other news, though, this week for From- Star Wars. Nope. That's a shame. That's a shame. Because I'm not going to touch on anything else. Okay, all right, okay. I mean, if you guys want to touch on it real fast, Gina Carano was fired from Star Wars, and uh, that's it. I also heard a rumor that she was being recast. I read that this morning. See, the last thing I read just said that Cara Dune's just done. The newest newest thing I read was she was going to recast. Either way, um, I I don't think they're going to recast her specifically. I think they're going to just rewrite a new character in her place. I was about to say, create a new character because they're not going to they're not going to scrap the um, first two seasons. Rangers of the New the Rangers of the New Republic, which was based on her as being a lead. So I think they're just going because we've been introduced to the Rangers. So I think they can do a show without her um, with a new lead character. They're just going to have to probably add a couple episodes to the beginning of it to introduce you to these new characters that you need to meet i think one episode would do it or a pilot i mean realistically cara dune was was a a decent character in the mandalorian but it's not like they spent a whole ton of time going through her yeah it's not like she was super well um yeah explained yet and she still has a lot of backstory you could go through yeah you could easily touch on a different character or something else pretty quickly yeah I'm, i'm i'm interested to see what they do with her in the mandalorian just to see if they just um, Star Wars is not known for killing off screen or anything like that, but I have a feeling that we might get our first. So, I mean, because like, otherwise people are just going to be like, yeah. or they're going to reference her outside of it. Uh, I mean, you do get to see a lot of references to people outside of the, who you're showing on camera um, in Star Wars. So they may reference her at certain points, but we'll never see her again in the Mandalorian. Right. I well, agree. Well, that's the way to do it. In my opinion, you reference her off screen in the new yeah. Rangers show. Yeah, right. don't don't kill her. Just reference her and be done. Yeah. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you reference her commanding another unit or referencing anything. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to get into any of the she, reasons or whether or not she was good at what she did. Or it just, just doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a big wormhole at this point, especially in the Star Wars community, because there's people on both sides. Obviously, just like there isn't any other political decision or um, conversation or conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I'll say is um, I thought she was a good character. I wish I could have seen her more. Um, Actor made mistakes deemed by the company she worked for. So that's it. Here's what we'll say about it, and this will be the end of it, because you're right, it could go a long way. Uh, We got two good seasons from Mandalorian with an excellent Karajun character. Uh, She was entertaining. She served the plot well. She was used well. And I'm glad that we get to enjoy the number of episodes she was in. That's it. Yep. Every, everything else, that's that's where we have to leave it. 
because there will be no more. Uh, so with that being said, we are done with the Star Wars news for this week. <laughs> let's move into some movie news real fast. There were, uh, we'll, let's start with the big one, especially since we spent so much time on WandaVision. But Spider-Man 3 finally got a title that was announced this week. Uh, after yeah, home. After <laughs> Home Depot. Uh, Spider-Man Home Depot uh, is the actual working title. Uh, it's under construction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right that's terrible that was so bad anyway hey, our first dad joke <laughs> yeah that was terrible um but after some shenanigans for about a day or two the actual title was announced and spider-man 3 will be called no way home i do love that they're playing off of tom holland's um inability to keep a secret yeah, yeah. I, you know what I, I'm, I'm starting to believe that it's that not they do him. that on purpose yeah it's not yeah, him not so. keeping a secret it's a marketing right. thing yeah it's got to be like because like I, f- I remember the one video i watched was um him and he was facetiming i think he was facetiming um mark ruffalo mm-hmm. and um or maybe not facetiming maybe it was a letter from him in it i can't remember but it was him unpacking a script for something and it was the title of i think it was infinity war Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which i hadn't announced yet and he was like hey don't do this on camera and he was on camera with it like the the poster like, like the page <laughs> yeah <laughs> clearly visible <laughs> yeah and it was it was awesome and you're like oh my god there's no way he actually did this but um i think it is part of the marketing department and they do a great job with it and i, I love that they're still they're still, push, they're still building it. on it <laughs> yeah. and i love that they uh even tom holland plays into it because his co-stars um Zendaya, who's mm-hmm. Mary Jane, and I forget the guy who plays Ned Leeds, uh, which, by the way, Hobgoblin, give it to me. But, yeah, uh, he goes, well, of course they're not going to tell you to tell. You can't keep anything secret. Like, in the video that they, they launch, they're making fun of that. It's so much fun. I love it, um, which is, plays into the aspect that these Spider-Man movies are fun. You know, you still feel that Peter's young. They're still really working through things. Um, and like just the fun of a high school movie is still there, which is great. Even after he's been through Fanny Warren in game, yeah. like Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Like he gets snapped in and out and he's still like playful, uh, which is great. And I love, uh, even the ending of far from home, which by the way, Mephisto fixes his identity. That's my, that's my, I'm sticking with it. I think that's how it goes. That's really? not how, that's uh, not how it's going to go. Come on now. That's how it went in the comics. That's why I can't it, go it home now. Yeah, No Way Home, though, is actually, that's kind of a fun title. It's clever. It is. But so, you know, like Homecoming, all right, we get it. Spider-Man's home. There we go. Far From Home, yeah, he's in Europe. Okay. And now No Way Home. So what what happens that keeps him from getting home? Is he lost in the multiverse? I don't know. I know. I thought, I thought it was just more of a play on, like, he can't go home because everyone in the world's looking for him, and they know where he lives because they know his identity now. Right. Well, so that just means that physically can't go home. Aunt May has to go live with Happy Hogan. Uh, she's not going to complain <laughs> about that. He's not. You know, Happy Hogan's not going to complain about that. Uh, he's very, very pleased with hanging out with Aunt May. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, nope. I don't blame him. Are we not doing that? Is that uh, not we this can, episode? We can do it. Oh, my God. Look, all I know is if I had an Aunt May that looked like that, I'm sure I would not want any other... Um, father type figure coming around my house either like you get the heck out of here i'll meet you at starbucks yeah. <laughs> well i did look at uh it was it was cool with the board that they did on the on the teaser trailer the the whiteboard um i don't know if you guys noticed but like they had other um random names on there 
on the on the trailer that they did. Mm-hmm. It was like some of it was really funny. Some of it was like nods to other movies. Some of it was um, like little drawings. Like they had the um, oh, with all the name possibilities. Like yeah, for the with. show. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. the movie. And like it was so funny because you, if you read some of those comments, they're like not not a chance in hell. <laughs> 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 like or copyright, like Home Alone, like copyright <laughs> uh, trademarked. Sorry, um, but yeah, it was just it was it, there were some really funny um, Easter eggs on that uh, whiteboard, um, including the flux capacitor. Yes. which I saw at the yes, top right yes. at the top corner and I'm like why'd they zoom in on that for a second because it's fun yeah <laughs> is there time travel is there interdimensional travel we'll see um what I was thought was really interesting uh, was somebody said that Willem Dafoe has to show up right that'd be okay yeah so at the end of WandaVision um not even at the end of this most recent episode but Michael Rambo is talking about she knows an aeronautical type of person, mm-hmm. whatever, but you never really see who that is. Well, as it turns out, it's a person that gets the rover to, for her to try and drive into the hex. But it would have been great if they say, "I, we need an aeronautical person. And you just see Norman Osborn, who's Willem Dafoe, walk up and go, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> he jumps on the goblin glider and like flies through the hex. You're like, sweet, that's how we get him. But no, that won't happen. Uh, but it was really cool to finally get not only the title for this movie, but also the release date. Yes. So we got uh, Spider-Man No Way Home will officially drop in theaters on Christmas Day 2021. And we did find out that it is based in at Christmas season. So we'll see snow. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be during during Christmas year in the... Um, Which, by the way, New York during, during Christmas time is just magical. So this is so good. I can't wait to see it. They probably won't even be in New York. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, John's like, I, no, you, oh, it'll be Christmas time crap. in like Colombia or something like that. <laughs> Down in Colombia, yeah, exactly. I think it's some of the um, screenshots from the um, set so far have been. There's been snow, so that's yeah. cool. Been looking, looking forward cool. to it. Um, there was also other movie news this week, which was kind of surprising um, because. Half of us don't care, and the other half are like, well, I might be on board with this. Uh, but officially, a rumor was confirmed that Warner Brothers is looking to do a reboot of Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this particular reboot, at the moment, would be produced by none other than J.J. Abrams. So we're going to see some sick lens flares, guys. Yeah, we are. Uh, but more interesting would be who's writing it. And um, that's Tanahasi Coates. And who's playing it. Yeah, did they have any news on that yet? I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anything either. I, I when I saw the JJ thing, I started laughing because it's <laughs> like, holy crap! How are they going to see Superman through all the lens flares? I know, I know, but I mean, he's solar Star powered. Trek. So I'm looking at you, Star Trek. I'm looking at every JJ Abrams movie. What's the one um, Super Eight? Why? Why are there lens flares in that film? Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, there. what else has uh, been re- written by? Uh, I'm going to butcher that first name. Uh, so here you go. Here's Tanahasi Coates. Tanahasi. Tanahasi. Tanahasi Coates. Oh, yeah. Um, he is he's a novelist and uh, has written some comics. He also just recently wrote uh, a great Black Panther story. Um, it was talking about bringing like Wakanda, not so much focused on Earthbound stuff, but they're like, hey, let's take Wakanda to space. Which I'm like, yeah, 
every nation here does that. Look at NASA. Look at you know Russia's space exploration program. Like, their technology should have no problem. Yeah, yeah they're the like, dude, we're already there. Like, they I have would, a trampoline that'll shoot you to space. I would assume it's just like a better cultured uh, Shi'ar, like the, the Wakandans in space. Which, by the way, great TV show, Wakandans in space. I'd watch it. <laughs> Okay, not to go off topic here, but I'm dying to see the Shi'ar on the big screen. Just oh, saying. Yeah, hopefully it goes that way. Which, by the way, we should have had them in the Phoenix Saga. The first one, yeah. the second one, whatever. All of them, yes. Glad- Gladiator should have showed up. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. The Phoenix Saga that I know is from Fox, and they suck. I think WandaVision's the best <laughs> Phoenix Saga we've the ever The Phoenix gotten. Saga that I know is from the animated series in the 90s. Which was fantastic. the only one done well. Okay. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, what about the... Comics, the source material, well, which was I phenomenal. I have the books. No, yes. That sucks, too. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's hot trash. <laughs> In fact, you. I burned it. <laughs> Just like Marvel Studios did, evidently. Yeah, that Phoenix ain't rising no, again. No, Fox did. Yeah, well, Fox did it, Oh, yeah, twice. that's right. Marvel's like, here's all of our source material. Hey, I need a fire. That's cool. I needed to get warm anyway. Throw this in it. I don't. Someone light this dumpster for us, and we'll come back and put it out. Um, but anyway, uh, Tanahasi Coates wrote, that specific arc in uh, Black Panther. Uh, he also started writing a really awesome arc in Captain America, wow, which has been pretty good. Uh, I don't think he's still on the book, um, but everything he writes is always really awesome and well thought out. Um, so I think his version of Superman could be cool. Now, it could be that we're not looking at a Superman movie about Clark Kent. It could be one of the other uh, Supermen that we see... Um, from the multiverse are from the earth Two universe. I think one of them is Calzad. Uh, and essentially what this means is this Superman's not white. It's, it's like a black Superman. Um, and I think that might have, you know, that might get some traction and it's probably it time. Could, yeah, it is yeah. probably time. I know we've only had like 15 Superman movies now. So, you know, I, well, I saw that many, but you know, let's do one of those. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, that, Especially if what DC has been doing is putting out movies that are standalones that don't have any interconnectedness, but they could. It, it, they just don't even make the reference. It's like these are just movies we're doing, and if they work, they work. If they don't, well, they, you know, they don't have to. Yeah, that's the best part. Like Matt Reeves' Batman it has nothing to do with this Snyder cut. I hope we no. get more than one, though. I do, too, because that trailer is sick. Yeah, it is really good. I yeah. hope that like, movie like, doesn't suck. Like nine months later, I'm still just... Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so close to Earth-1 Batman. It's, it's yep. disgusting. But anyway, um, I think this is a version of Superman that I think it... I think you nailed it, John. It's time for. Why not? Let's get him. And that could still let us keep Henry Cavill, who, by the way, mm-hmm. I think is a fantastic Superman... He's just been working with a lot of craziness. That's like, just what it is. Yeah. When it, w, when Warner just gets rid of half the writers and then brings in other writers and then, oh, wait, here's a sequel to your movie with a new writer again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. oh, and unfortunately, we're going to have changed directors too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Although that one wasn't as planned. Um, but it's, it's just like, dang, man, are you serious? Uh, yeah, so Consistency is not his friend. No, no, uh, almost through no fault of his own. Yeah, and you can see him Correct. do some great stuff in other projects that he's in. Oh, he's really good on a lot of the other stuff, too, like The Witcher, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, I thought he was good in that Mission Impossible movie where he had the stash. 
that they had to digitize out for Justice League. <laughs> I like I I just like Henry Cavill. I think he's a good actor. And if you follow him on Instagram, he's a cool dude. Uh, it looks like he's gone all in on gaming. He just put up a post not too long ago, very kind of tongue in cheek. But if you read the little snippet of the script that you saw, he said, "I'm working on a secret project," and you know, just kind of wink, wink, whatever. But looking at the words that you see on that script, you've got names and other things that lead you to believe that he is working on a Mass Effect TV project or movie Which project. Which would be so cool. You know, I'm so excited about like the future of gaming. We already get it now, but there's going to be more live-action actors playing yes. characters mm-hmm. in video games. And it's going to be them because they can digitize them really effectively now. Right. And it's going to be their voices. And it's going to be... I mean, it's going to be... Um, you're going to be we we are already almost watching movies and some of these cutscenes that we see in some of these games, and it's going to get better. Oh, I've been mm. saying it for for years and years and years. Video games have some of the strongest, most powerful storylines you can get your hands on, and you've got a lot of studios that I think are going to start grabbing that property and making something out of it. Especially now that honestly, you know, aside from the MCU which is also building off of other source material anyway, you know, mm-hmm. as well as Star Wars, things like that. You don't have a lot of really new properties coming out that people are watching. And, you know, right. video games are that next untapped resource that I think people are going to jump into. Yep. And they'll do even better than, say, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> John well, Leguizamo, yeah. early 90s. Yeah, we all remember. yeah absolutely. Um, but anyway... So that's it for the movie news and a little bit of uh, Henry Cavill. And we slightly touched video game news there. Do you just want to go ahead and extend that? Yeah, sure. I'll jump into that. Um, so, yeah, we talked about the, you know, we talked about the Mass Effect uh, TV show rumors and things. Obviously, that's not, you know, anything that's specific. EA has been busy. Electronic Arts, they, they've got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out May 14th. Uh, they put out a teaser for a new Mass Effect game. Probably, I'm going to call it Mass Effect 4 until I'm proven wrong. Uh, because they had characters and and things in it that lead you to believe that it's a continuation past Mass Effect 3. So I'm excited to hear more about that. Uh, EA made the decision to cancel their development on Anthem. Um, for those of you who are following, Anthem was supposed to be their quote-unquote destiny killer. Their looter shooter game. It was actually a lot of fun to play, but it just wasn't finished when they launched it, as EA tends to rush things out. And they promised they were going to redo the game and everything, but they pulled the plug on that and decided to divert their development teams into Dragon Age and into other projects. I'm not surprised. You're not going to make any money on redoing a game that already came out once. You're just not going to. So it doesn't shock me. bums me out because I thought Anthem was a blast, but... Um, you know, like I said, it doesn't surprise me. Something new will come out. Um, there is a Diablo 2 remake coming out, so that's that's exciting stuff. Um, and then, yeah, let's see. We got a bunch of gaming news since the last time I talked. Yeah, here. I mean, I got a couple things too. I mean, what do you so, got? So, uh, EA broke it. Well, excuse me, Lucas and Disney broke its contract with yes. EA. So, um, Ubisoft is going to be doing a <clears throat> uh, Star Wars open world game. I'm Which, excited as heck for that. Yeah, it's gonna I'm be awesome. Really looking forward to it. I never played the Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? Did you by chance or? Uh, yeah, uh, the Division one. I got all the way to the end game and everything, and it was a lot of fun. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the Division is I felt like they didn't 
they didn't flesh out how to play with other people very well. Oh, gotcha. Like if you were like, for instance, if I was a level 20 and the people I was playing with was a level 25, all the animals, all the enemies would be level 25 and I would basically just have to sit in a corner and not die. Gotcha. And that kind of sucked. But other than that, I thought the game was fun. I played the division two. I thought it was entertaining. They're both on Xbox game pass. So, you know, check it out on that yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, looking really forward to that. I, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I mean, more store star Wars content is exactly that for me. So like anything I can get into and especially an open world game. Um, the last one we kind of had was, well, KOTOR. So, yep. uh, I'm looking forward to something new that I can experience with friends and play along with and be my own character and all that good stuff. So, um, I think it'll be different than KOTOR. I, I'm looking forward to a game that focuses more on the, I guess, the gunplay versus lightsaber battling because, uh, I mean, we'll probably get both in some capacity, but let's face it, I can't just be a Jedi or a Sith running around the galaxy slaughtering people. Dude, one of my favorite Star Wars games was Dark Forces. Ooh, that's a good one, too. It was a shooter. You didn't have a lightsaber. That wasn't your MO, but it was a lot of fun. The story was cool. Um, You know, it, it was entertaining to play. And I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I look forward to it. And then the other um, news on the gaming charts for me is, uh, well, Call of Duty Modern Warfare with Mm -hmm. Cold War. um, Had another update last week. uh, Brought in zombies. uh, Brought Shipwreck to uh, Mm -hmm. Verdansk. Verdansk? Verdansk? Verdansk. Sorry. (laughs) Verdansk. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a new area on the map, and it looks like... In my opinion, we're going to get more zombies down the road because, uh, and that's how they're going to transform the map slowly. Because um, in some of the Easter eggs uh, that I found, slash watching some streamers, five uh, percent of Verdansk is zombie controlled, which is shipwreck right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, guess what? There's twenty spots on the map of points of interest, so five percent is one out of twenty, and how many that's it how many downloads we get um i don't even know how many downloads we got this i mean everything everything freaking updated uh cold war modern warfare uh war zone everything updated um and i know we get a week free of zombie play right now so if you're on those servers um take advantage of the zombie play it is fun it does it, it's a little jumpy the first time you play it first couple times really because you're trying to figure out the game, mm-hmm. um, but it's a good time, and uh, but you still have your normal game modes also on there, so still a lot of fun. And um, I also like I the, down to it. the ship coming to Verdansk. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like hey guys, new update coming. It's the ship. You see it. It's like storm. You saw storm a storm over, perfect. Right? Yep. Yeah, and you saw it just jumping in to Warzone uh, for the weeks leading up to this. But I thought it was great that there's nice little title on the side of the of the boat as it's coming in, and it's called uh, 80 gigs. <laughs> Oh, was it really? <laughs> I don't think it's actually there, but on the meme I saw, it's like, hey, new update coming. It's oh, yeah. the ship, and it's like 80 gigs. It's going to take you a few hours to to, to up, Make up, sure up, automatic update. uploads are on. Oh, yeah. So. Otherwise, when you log on, hey, all those dads out there, hey, I got two hours to play. No, no you don't. <laughs> no, you do not. Not till tomorrow. <laughs> you better go spend some more time with your kids because you're not playing this game. Um. 
Any so. good toy news coming out, by the way, John? I know there were a few things you wanted to hit up. Yeah, you know, not a ton of toy news. Um, the Cal Kestis deluxe figure from, it's exclusive to GameStop. Um, they released Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order um, once before. Well, technically twice, because once was their red box version and once was their first edition version, which is in a white box. Um, they didn't come with a lot of accessories or anything, but it was nonetheless a cool figure. Uh, this one is a deluxe figure from GameStop, and it's, uh, you know, loaded up with a little more accessories, a new outfit on him. Um, looks really good. Uh, can't wait to pick mine up. Uh, pre-ordered already. And then uh, Wrecker was just announced on, uh, oh, this past Monday on Hasbro, and that's also going to be a deluxe figure, which means he's a little bigger than the normal six-inch figures because, well, if you know Wrecker from the Clone Wars Season 7, uh, he's in the Bad Batch. He is the tall guy in that um, hmm. show. So uh, he's a little bigger. Um, he's buff. That's why he's called Wrecker. He's like your grunt kind of, I'm going to use force over anything else. And uh, looking forward to that figure also. Uh, we just got uh, two Bad Batch members from the regular line, so looking forward to the rest of them. Excellent. That's all I got because, you know, I'm really focused on Star Wars stuff. And then uh, I will mention that they announced all the um, Emerald Comic-Con, which it's only virtual this year again. Um, Actually, no, I thought Emerald Comic-Con was pushed to December the week before C2E2. Yeah, they're they're backing it up, but all the Funko releases and everything else are going to happen in March just as normal. Uh, because they have to spread out their releases because, well, I think they figured out that people only have so much money, which is just amazing that they figured it out. (laughs) Um, So if they release all their Comic-Con pops in one month for like three cons, it's going to be a disaster. So the Emerald City Comic-Con pops are technically going to be released in March still, as usual. Uh, And they've announced all those um, properties. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, a few of my favorites coming out. There's, um, oh wow, I don't, even, I don't even know. Right. I'm like at a loss for words for the Funko Pops right now. But that's like, a first time ever. I know. Well, <laughs> there's just so many pops. There's, I think they're they're launching 30 pops this time around for this con, and uh, most of them are. I mean, you can find them at retailers for shared retailers, um, and then the Funko site will have everything else. Um, there's only probably a couple I would want. Um, the boys just launched their pop line. Yes. So uh, they, they finally started going, um, and I think there's only one of them in there, but um, Billy and Tommy are a uh, two-pack for the uh, con exclusives WandaVision. from mm-hmm. WandaVision. So, there, I mean, there's a couple pops that I wouldn't mind picking up, but really I'm just um, slowing down on the on the Funkos. Yeah, it's because you've run out of space, my friend. I know, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to show off the basement again, but yeah, it's 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 still packed. <laughs> All right, well, very cool stuff there. Um also, as far as comic news goes, I don't have much. It's been kind of an off week. Uh, ever since Justin's Comics kind of closed for remodeling uh, before their grand reopening, thank God, in March. So coming up soon. They expanding? Uh, I think they're just kind of redoing the store, making better use of the space they have, kind nice. of updating some things. Sweet. Uh, so personally, I'm really excited to go check that out. I uh, always love everything that's going on over at Justin's Comics. Which, by the way... Uh, even though their store is not open, you can still do some ordering online uh, and check out their incredibly massive um, back issues, uh, which, I mean, they've got they've got hidden gems all throughout that store. So 
uh, go check them out online at justinscomics.shop uh, for some great prices on some super sweet comic book swag. And also, um, as far as news, it looks like very soon DC will end the future state um, storyline that they've been doing, which has replaced all of their books. Uh, and then the normal titles will be returning soon uh, at their normal numbering. So I'm looking forward to Batman number 108, uh, where we meet a new character called Molly Miracle, uh, which I'm excited about. It's still written by James Tinney IV. And uh, over in the Marvelverse, the King in Black event is coming to an end. Uh, and Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's run on Venom will be ending as well as they uh, wrap up at Venom number 200. Uh, which, of course, is legacy-numbered, but there you have it. And they'll be moving on to some other super sweet stuff, too. Uh, that's really it for that. Uh, I think it's time, guys, for something a little more funny. Um, what do you think? Is it time for some dad jokes? Yeah, just a couple, yeah, I think, it. right? Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, we got to wrap it. it up tonight, right? Got to do it right. Mm-hmm. So, guys, you know, for me... The urge to sing The Lion Sleeps Tonight is always just a weem away. A weem away. A weem away. A <laughs> There, he's got it. Uh, so I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She never showed up. Guess the two of us aren't going to work out. <laughs> I would say not. Probably not. Do you know what you call a dead magician? An abracadaver. Oof. Oof. Yep, that's a good one. So I took my eight-year-old to the office uh, and took the kid to work day. We're walking around. She started crying and getting very cranky. So I asked her, what's wrong? <laughs> As my coworkers gathered around, she sobbed. Daddy, where are all the clowns that you work with? Yep. <laughs> yep. I spotted an albino Dalmatian yesterday. It was the least I could do. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I like that one. That one's a good one. That one's a good one. So I'd never let my children watch the orchestra. There's too much sax and violins. <laughs> <laughs> gotta watch out for the sax, man. The violins you gotta look out for, too. Hey, what's the leading cause of dry skin? Towels. Uh, my son told me he didn't understand cloning I told him neither do I (laughs) (laughs) 10 and 10 and 11 let me start over I totally ruined my joke by the way (laughs) yeah well oh yeah yeah okay do that joke again (laughs) so my son told me he didn't understand cloning I told him that makes two of us (laughs) (laughs) there you go which is not at all what you said. Not at all. No. no, no. <laughs> all right. Here we go. 10 plus 10 and 11 plus 11 equal the same number. 10 plus 10 equals 20. 11 plus 11 equals 22. It's math. Mm. That's good. That's good. I think that will, however, do it for us uh, because otherwise everyone knows that we could go on for all of these. Uh, so... That is your dad jokes. <laughs> All right, we know, we know. Quiet down, quiet down, everyone. 
Okay. Easy there. All right. Easy, okay. Easy, okay. Jeez. They were really excited about that last one. I they thought, think we've been drinking. Goodness. I thought towels did it, if I'm being honest. Anyway. You're a towel. That will do it for the show today, though. But uh, we do have to let you know about the opportunity over at patreon.com slash galactic dads. There you have the opportunity to become a member of our Patreon Uh, Even at our very beginning pledge tier, you get sweet galactic swag. Uh, You get two stickers from the jump, and then the tiers only get better from there. We're talking t-shirts, we're talking hoodies, we're talking hats, we're talking printed, signed lithographs of our show's art. Uh, All that, plus opportunities to listen to exclusive Patreon cast, as well as opportunities to even be on the show and involved even more so. They only get better from there, so go to patreon.com slash galactic dads and check all that out also when you pledge at the specific producer level which is the not i love you 3000 that'll get you there but we're putting together a team now that ain't it i don't even remember but that's okay if you uh pledge at the producer level tier uh you do get your name mentioned on every episode uh and as such we are going to shout out our producer level patrons. Just we, for the record, it's we're in the end game now. That's it. Thank you. I knew it was Avengers related. I just couldn't remember. All right. So our in the end game now, uh, tier and above folks, we're going to start out with the OG, the man uh, who was our first pledge, and that is Keith Jefferson. Keith is a, a great, he's a self-described geek and an excellent father. Uh, that also brings up uh, Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan, you are a really Awesome dude, we appreciate you and everything you do for the show, and we all know how much I personally love your name. Uh, and then we jump up to our higher level tiers, and that is the I Love You 3000 uh, level pledges, uh, and that is our exclusive capped at 10. There can only be 10 I Love You 3000 members, uh, because that level puts you not only at being mentioned in every show, but you get all of the swag, the hats, the shirts, the hoodies, the stickers, the signed lithographs, uh, and the opportunity to be uh, do a recording with the Galactic Dads. Um, there's only so many of those, so much awesomeness we can give out, so we cap that to 10. Uh, but those members today, we will uh, start with Special K. Uh, Special K, if you want to take it away, John, over there. Yeah, good dad, um, great guy. Uh, usually, this is when Brandon makes one of my golf game. It usually, is, I was about yeah. to say, isn't he the guy that smokes you at golf? Yeah, all that's the, time? the one. Thanks, yeah. Eric, for filling in there. Just um, asking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, great guy though. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting us uh, so well. Um, awesome dude. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Uh, Thank we you. appreciate you as much as we appreciate TK three one seven eight eight of the five zero first. TK is. Honestly, probably one of my favorite patrons, if I can say that. Like, I'm not picking favorites, but if I had to, uh, he'd be up there. He will tell you that bricking ain't easy and even says so on Instagram page. Uh, he's a wonderful guy. He's always coming up with great ideas for content for the show. And hopefully we didn't miss any facts tonight. Oh, if we hopefully did, not. he will be the Galactic Dad's fact checker on Twitter. I mm-hmm. uh, just He loves to, you know, to break balls and let us know when mm-hmm. I mess up, which is fun. <laughs> Because uh, I do that often. I mean, we really appreciate it. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Uh, anyway, he is a great guy, and uh, so much of the show uh, owes a big thanks to TK. Uh, and last but not least, we have our latest member of the I Love You 3000 Club, and that is Joe President. 
Uh, he is also a member of the Comic Shop Couch podcast, uh, but has been a big fan of the show, and we thank him very much for his support as well. All of you guys really have earned this big applause. So here you go, guys. Thank you. Thanks, thank, guys. Thank you so much. As we finish these beers and say cheers, we want to thank all of you guys for listening. Uh, please remember, do us a huge favor to like, rate, review, and share uh, the podcast no matter where you're listening to it at. Feel free to go ahead and check out that patreon.com slash galacticdads for bonus episode exclusives, uh, only available to Patreon subscribers and much, much more exciting content. Plus, you get to get your hands on that sweet galactic merch we were talking about. But anyway, guys, Till next episode, thank you for listening and keep on doing the dad thing.